So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. D people's dynasty podcast on today's show we're going to continue our discussion on the 2023 rookie class but no jerry today uh rumors of a jerry on a bonus podcast later in the week he had to do some uh schedule flipping to help out his uh team at his normal job but i am not alone i actually have one of my all-time favorite guests in the history of the war zone if you've been subscribed to our, I'm gonna call it our sister podcast. It's not on our network, but they're two guys just like Jerry and I. They've been killing this thing for a while. They've actually got a couple of uh, third and fourth men like Theo Grimminger um, and, and like Clutch like Shelly, but this is one of my personal favorites. His name is Dan Williamson. You can follow him on Twitter at OverHypedSleeper. Drop the last E in sleeper. And uh, super high stakes best ball player, and uh, really just a good friend. Dan, man, how you been? Welcome back. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Randy. It's uh, it's always fun to come on the War Zone. Always have some good conversations with you. Sorry, Jerry couldn't join us, but uh, you know, I know, I know it's how it goes sometimes. But uh, definitely looking forward to chopping it up with you. I always, I always learn a little bit off of you as as, as much as you learn off of me. So uh, we'll have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to ask you, I know you guys have got a lot going on over at the GOAT District. The one thing about the GOAT District is like everybody's got a YouTube channel. Like we're, we're pretty consistent here at the Dynasty War Zone. You know, on Monday, it's Dallas with the Rookie Rundown. On Wednesday, it's the Dynasty War Zone. On Thursday, it's the guys of the Dynasty War Games. And sometimes we drop a bonus, you know, fourth pod throughout the week. But, man, you guys are at like 1 o'clock here, 3 o'clock there, 5 o'clock there, 9 p.m. here. You guys are all over the place. So definitely go to YouTube and subscribe to the GOAT District. But, Dan, what have you guys been doing from a content standpoint? I know you're not on every show. You're on a lot of shows. But uh, what are all the topics and what's floating around the GOAT District right now? Yeah, so we, we do a bunch of stuff at this time of year. This is kind of my favorite time of year because we can talk some dynasty. We can talk, talk some best ball. Uh, you know, it's really not even too early to talk some redraft. But right now we're more focused on dynasty and best ball. And we're doing some drafts. Um, we've done uh, drafts on uh, uh, underdog and then also FFPC. Um, as far as best ball goes, and then for dynasty, we're we're deep into the rookies, like everybody is. We're um, we're talking with, uh, you know, we we had a show with um, the Gridiron Scholar, um, John Law, Matt Hicks. Uh, we have a, a show coming up with Dalton Cates, who's really into 
Um, he he's he's a big dynasty player, but he also uh, really gets into the kind of the gambling aspect of it, and um, you know what the what the markets are looking for, like uh, you know for the betting markets for the rookies and things like that. So uh, really excited to do that. That's going to be coming up on Wednesday. Awesome. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday and it's first thing in the morning, like you're on that commute to work, when you get to work, hit the Goat District YouTube channel and subscribe because they're always going live. They they do podcasts as well. But if you want it first, because uh, our good man, JT, he is a hell of a host. He is a hell of a content creator, but he's also a hell of a, a sales rep and a dad and, and a husband. And he doesn't always get those podcasts released like the day of. So if you don't want to wait, Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, and while you're there, if you're not already subscribed to the Dynasty Warzone, you can do that as well because you would have gotten this early as well because I recorded this on Monday with Dan because the the the, the show comes on on Wednesday, but you know schedules and stuff. So a lot of benefits to signing up, and again, it's free. You go to YouTube, you just click subscribe. You can turn notifications on if you want to, but you you don't really have to. And uh, so, so with that being said, Dan, the reason why you're here is you kind of mentioned gambling, and you mentioned rookies, and you mentioned best ball. We're going to kind of touch on a little bit of all of that because our boy Theo, one of your co-hosts over at the Goat District, and uh, I think he's the director of podcast now for Player Profiler uh, at Roto Underworld on Twitter. We've all heard of Player Profiler, and one of the biggest services in the industry. But Theo's over there taking care of podcasts for them, and he helped us with veterans from the best ball perspective. We're going to pick your brain from the best ball perspective as it relates to rookies. But, uh, Dan, on Sunday, you posted a tweet. It's a thread. Now, normally we call this segment Good People, Bad Tweets. But in honor of you being here, we're going to call this segment Good People, Good Tweets. And I'm going to read the first tweet, and then you can summarize your 280 characters by by four tweets and Dan said dynasty gamers are starting to get a big start are staring excuse me are staring at a big trap over the next month overconfidence in analysis doesn't matter if you're a film buff or an analytics buff or you have your favorite rookie gurus to trust they to lead you to the right picks stay humble about your process now Dan that was one of four tweets what was the inspiration behind this tweet? I have to assume you've been seeing a lot of uh, chest thumping. I could never be wrong on Twitter. And you <laughs> felt compelled to warn newer and maybe un- ed- undereducated members of the Dynasty community. Yeah, and I think it's a reminder we all need. I mean, I, I, I need to remind myself not to be overconfident. Um, you know, because we're, we're all, you know, those of us who are in, on the analysis side of this, those of us who are doing a lot of drafts and things like that. You know, we're, we're in this every day looking at the same players and, and it's real easy to get take lock. And it just, it hurts you if you get too deep into your own process and you get too too locked up into to what, what you're thinking uh, to not take in new information and not what, um, what, what the league is telling you, what coaches are telling you. You've got to let that influence you, um, you know. And if it if it tells you you're doing something wrong, you got to listen and do something else. Um, you know, as I said, in my sec tweet: strong opinions, weakly held. Uh, you know, that's kind of my mantra. Uh, I want to I want to have strong opinions. I don't want to I don't want to be so wishy washy that I don't I don't trust my myself or my process. But on the other hand, 
if I'm seeing that, hey, this might not be right, I need to be willing to get off that ship and get onto another one. Uh, you know, and, and one thing was, you know, I, I was kind of bantering back and forth with somebody on Twitter the previous day about, you know, he, he was pointing out, and correctly, that early declare wide receivers are much better bets than uh, wide receivers who stay in school, right? And, but what he had was examples of first and second round wide receivers for both early declares and receivers that stayed in school. And I just kind of came back with, well, you know, sometimes you got to worry less about whether they were early declare or not, just worry about were they a first rounder or not. Because you start, once you get into the second round, you start getting more misses, whether it's early declare or whether it's seniors. Now, your early declares are going to give you a better hit in the first round more often than not. But you don't want to be prioritizing a second round early declare over a first round state in school guy most of the time. Like, you know, you're just better off by uh, playing the percentages there. Well, I'll tell you, so you're familiar. I'll be honest, I've never seen this, but I've got a coworker who shared this clip with me and I'll attach it either in the show notes, I'll attach a hyperlink to it, or I'll record it and I'll play the, the three or four minute soundbite at the end of the podcast. So make sure you listen all the way to the end. But Dan, have you watched, are a fan of, or, or are you familiar with Ted Lasso? Yes, I'm familiar with him. Uh, I, I have not watched, but I, I, did, I know the clip that you're talking about. It's a perfect clip. Because uh, I actually attached it to your tweet. Yes. And it's about being curious. And my coworker is a huge Ted Lasso fan. Good friend of the show, Evan from uh, Dynasty Debates at FF Evan Lucian. I hope I got his Twitter handle right. He's a big Ted Lasso guy. And, and, and the, the context of being curious, instead of being angry or mad or upset about, you know, wh- why did Dan, why did Dan, you know, say this about my favorite player? You know, why, why did, why did he, why does he not like my guy? Be curious. You know what? Be, don't be mad at Dan. Shoot Dan a DM. His DMs are usually open. I mean, mine are. Ask Dan a question. Hey, Dan, I saw your take on, I'll use one of my own. Hey, Memphis, I saw you're, you're not big on Quentin Johnston. Can you tell me, I'm super high on him. Can, can, Can you give me a couple of minutes to tell me why you don't like him? But, but if your, your sole reaction is to tell Dan that he's wrong or I'm wrong or, or anybody's wrong, be curious. Be curious as to why they would say it. It doesn't mean they're right. It doesn't mean your curiosity is going to reevaluate your thoughts or change your take. But be curious because sometimes we, we love prospects so much that we miss what someone else is telling us. And then what happens is we're so confident that we can't miss that we do. So not to say that your process is wrong, but respect everybody because I'm trying to be better about this. I'm, I'm a little bit older than, than your average dynasty analyst, but I think that's what gives me an advantage. You know, I know a lot because I've seen a lot. I think that's like the, 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 the insurance commercial with, the guy, with like the, the guy from Spider-Man. We know a lot of things because we've seen a lot of things because I'm old and, and I see it. And normally when I see these tweets that are very combative on Twitter, here, here's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. But I'm not trying to be like that anymore. I'm, I'm trying to be curious. I'm asking myself, why do they like them and I don't? 
Because I'll change my mind. I, 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 am, I am the perfect person to argue with. Because if you, you come at me with a compelling argument as to why you're right and I'm wrong, I'll change my mind. I've done it before. I'm starting to change my mind on Justin Fields. I'm still in those see it, want to see it column. But Dan, would you would you recommend that these newer dynasty gamers and people who are dug in, would it just be better to be curious and try to learn as much as you can? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, that's that's what this time of year is for. You know, and, and the, the reason why I say it's a dangerous time of year is because basically almost all the information is out there. So now people are just, you know, out there planting flags and getting mad about, you know, I'm right, you're wrong and everything else. And it, it, it's real easy to, you know, kind of choose up sides or whatever. But I don't want to do too much of choosing up sides until the NFL draft comes and tells me what the people who are getting paid to do this, a lot more than we're getting paid, uh, they're, you know, what do they think? They have much more access They've got access to the players. You know, they've they've, they've talked to them. Uh, they have access to a lot more information than what we have. They've done background checks and everything else. And if they tell if they tell me that the guy I thought was a sure second round wide receiver, such as David Bell last year, and he ends up being a third round wide receiver, even though I like David Bell's prospect profile an awful lot. The fact that nobody took him until the third round is telling me something, it, or it should be telling me something. Last year, I didn't let it tell me enough. I got too, uh, you know, too wound up in my own uh, prospect profile and thinking, you know, this guy's a great, you know, he he's a great uh, opportunity. You know, the fact that, he's, that he was drafted in the third round is just giving me cover and all that. I took probably way more David Bell than what I needed to. Um, you know, and I I prioritized him over some players I shouldn't have. Like I did some trading back, you know, and you know maybe I could have gotten Jahan Dotson and I got David Bell instead. Things like that, you know, you just don't want to do it. Um, you you know, if you got the chance at that first round wide receiver, you take it. Yeah, and and I got dug in a lot last year on Jalen Tolbert, and mm-hmm. you know I I wished I was a little a, a little more curious as the but then again. Sometimes there becomes an echo chamber throughout the, the the industry that someone's just going to be a smash and it doesn't end up happening. So there is a, a great book. I believe it's called Tales from the Mouse about a gentleman who used to be a high ranking executive over at Disney. And I did a podcast on this a couple of years ago for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. And I saw him speak one time at a conference for my, my real job and, and you know, he was talking about everything speaks. It's like, if you go to Disney, nothing is there by accident because everything speaks. And, you know, that really hit home for me. You know, if David Bell was supposed to go in the second round and fell to the late third round, I think he was a compensatory pick, third round pick last year, like in the 90s, that speaks. If a guy runs a slow 40, that speaks. If something good happens, that speaks. So not to say that everything matters equally, but Dynasty fantasy football and fantasy football in general is a game of incomplete information, much like poker, much like the stock market, much like real estate. And the more research that you do and the less locked in you're into a certain set of ideas, the more you're going to give yourself a chance come rookie season. And that was good, good people, good tweets with the author of that tweet, Mr. Dan Williamson at Overhype Sleeper 
on Twitter. Uh, you'll see uh, Dan Williamson and a little uh, thumbnail picture of Justin Jefferson. Not a bad choice. Big Justin Jefferson guy myself. So the reason why Dan's here, outside of the fact that he's super smart and I enjoy talking to him because he is uh, one of my uh, stiffest competitors. He, he, he makes playing Dynasty in certain leagues tough. We value guys the same. Uh, he's super sharp. He's intuitive. He's willing to act without all the information. He's always looking for value. And we always seem to be going after the same things. But the reason why Dan's here, not only is he a super savvy dynasty gamer, but he's one of the, and I'm not putting him over because he's here. I've said it before. He is one of the best high stakes, best ball players in the world. He, I'm not going to get into his, uh, his bankroll, but let's just say if you follow him on Twitter, come June or July, you'll see some four figure entries into a single best ball tournament. And this guy's doing best ball tournaments on the reg. So he's doing them all the time. Dan, you play a ton of best ball without getting into a, a conversation that might get us crooked with the IRS. Let's just say you play for a substantial amount of money. You win a substantial amount of money. And uh, what's best ball looking like this year? Yeah, best ball has been really fun so far this year uh, because, it, you know, every year early season best ball to me is one of my favorite times to be drafting them just because there's – there's so little information out there. You know, there's so many things that can change. So the better you can read the landscape and, and kind of forecast what's going to happen, uh, the better you're going to do. And um, players will let uncertainty, um, you know, push certain NFL players way down that their talent level says they probably should not be nearly that far down. Uh, like in Superflex leagues, uh, kind of an interesting uh, thing that was happening was a lot of people were taking those sure thing quarterbacks right away uh, in super flex best ball. Uh, you know, and they're, they're always going to do that to a certain extent, but they were, you know, they were so frightened of, you know, guys like uh, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, uh, Ryan Tannehill, you know, a bunch of quarterbacks were just in very unsettled situations, even as recently as a month ago. And they weren't willing to gamble on that. And, it, it, you know, it's best ball. You know that, you know, most of your teams are not going to end up advancing in the tournament. You're going to have less than a 50% advance rate unless you're a way better best ball player than me. So, you know, you know you're going to have some bad teams. But what you're, do, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, to find that magic combination. And you're trying to take advantage of players that are deeply discounted like that that you can get on your team. So... That's why I, I, I love this time of year, and um, it's just so much fun. Once you get into free agency, then things start to clear up. After the draft, things will clear up even more, and it gets a lot harder to find that value. And, and, and that's why you're here. We're going to have you uh, help us try to, to, to find some value. And you mentioned the quarterbacks. Just from a Superflex perspective, I heard on a podcast today that 54 different quarterbacks started a game in the NFL. That's not quite an average of two quarterbacks started for each NFL team because that would have been 64, but it was 54. And, you know, like if you're, if you're getting, and I don't recommend this in like a, like a, a best ball, but if you're in a, in a late super flex draft and you can get like in the last round or last couple of rounds, like a Sam Darnold, you know, and I know he's probably going to start one to six games for the 49ers this year. And as we've seen, that's a honey hole of an opportunity 
for a quarterback, but I'm not here to talk about Sam Darnold because you guys know I can. I still love him. Uh, happy to see him back in uh, in Northern California and with a really good offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan. But Dan, do you personally, as someone with a with a positive ROI, uh, a plus EV best ball gamer, when you're drafting in these early best balls, like you know, you've probably been doing this for about a month now. I think they opened up at the FFPC. And by the way, you mentioned underdog. I believe you guys have an underdog promo code because we don't. I believe it's district. Is that correct? If they sign up over at underdog and use the promo code district, they get a little something something out of it. Yes, that is correct. And uh, if you if you just uh, if you're looking to get in the FFPC, just DM me. My DMs are open. Let me know. I'll get you a $25 credit if you sign up for the first time with the FFPC. So if this inspires you to do some seasonal best balls, it's because, you know, they're not they're not all like, you know, you don't have to be like Dan. We all want to be like Dan. If I had Dan's money, I'd put my money in a small pile and burn it. But we're, we're not all we're not all like Dan. We don't all, you know, there's $35 best balls. Maybe you want to jump in a couple. If you're looking for the hookup on a promo code, just DM Dan at Overhype Sleeper. He'll send you a couple of links to get you get you guys squared away. But Dan, do you personally, uh, when you're hitting the draft button, when you're out there, and by the way, Dan does not just like play best ball. He plays best ball against, uh, pardon the pun, goats. He's in there with you know Josh Larkey of the 33rd team, Billy Muzio, Theo Greminger, player profiler, etc. So you're you're in there mixing it up with some really good, really good players. So when you're crafting your draft strategy. How many rookies do you think will make an impact in 23? And therefore, if you tell me five, those five are going up my rookie draft board. So so do you draft rookies? And if so, uh, give us some guys that you've been adding. Yeah, I do draft rookies. I think rookies are important for best ball just because they tend to, to come on more during the second half of the year. Um, as injuries start to mount or you know older players become ineffective for whatever reason, uh, so you want to you want to have some rookies on there, but you don't want to have too many because if you have too many, you can dig yourself such a deep hole, you know, waiting for your rookies to start firing that you you can never get out of it. So it's always a little bit of a give and take. Um, and at this time of year, what I'm mostly looking for is I'm looking for those rookies that everybody else is a little bit lower on, or they're just not really. Um, they're they're not seeing the value of quite as much, you know, like everybody. Everybody knows, you know, Bijan Robinson and, oh, we're drafting him super early. And Jamar Gibbs, he's going real early. And uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba going super early. Uh, you know, it, it, he, is, he is the earliest rookie wide receiver. Uh, you know, so those, those guys are going early and everybody's trying to jump on them. But you can get rookies that are going to go in the first round of the NFL draft much, much later in these best ball drafts. And that's kind of the way that I like to go is I like to look for those guys that are going to go a little bit later. So, I, you know, at this time of year, I'm looking at places like uh, grinding the mocks, um, which is basically grinding the mocks. If you, if you Google that, you're going to get um, to this website. And what they do is they just, they just aggregate all these mock drafts. And so you can kind of see where players are likely to go. They're not hundred percent accurate, but like, you know, Zay Flowers, probably going to be a first round wide receiver. Uh, you know, it, it seems like a lot of mocks have him there. And that's kind of, you know, kind of what you hear a little bit from the NFL as well. So, you know, he's a guy that's going like five rounds later than Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? 
And so I'm not going to sit there and pay Jackson Smith and Jigba prices every time. I'm going to just step down and grab me some Zay Flowers some of the time. You know, I still want some JSN, but I also want some Flowers. I also want some uh, 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 Jordan or Addison Reed. Um, you know, these, these are the kind of guys I want that come a little bit cheaper. Yeah, say I'm a big Jordan Addison guy. I, I'm, yeah, a, I'm, a hu- I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. You, I, th- I think you combine him and Jaden Reed in, into one guy, <laughs> uh, and that's okay. Um, uh, it, live podcasting is not not the easiest thing. You can come do it sometime. You know, jump on. But but yes, I I I love Jordan Addison. I've seen him mocked several times to the New York Giants, and if that happens. I'm not saying he's got anybody that lands with the New York Giants. So you're right. I, I think I've seen Zay Flowers to the New York Giants a bunch. And right. on Monday, if you listen, if you're listening to this in podcast form or you're heading over to YouTube, uh, on Monday, which would have been Sunday evening on YouTube, we did a, a one QB tight end premium, basically FFPC style scoring uh, rookie mock. And, you know, the the guys that were going in, in the mid second round, those are the guys that that are going to be values, because Dan's right. You should be out here drafting Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, um, drawing a blank, uh, Xavier Hutchinson. All these guys, you're way better off in in your in your best balls drafting those dudes than like Adam Thielen. I know people are going to say DJ Chark, and go ahead. I think I'd rather have the unknown black box that is the rookie than those guys. But Dan, I, I I think you nailed some good ones. Now, now, who are some of your early rookies? You've mentioned some good names, but uh, not that I'll snipe you too bad in our shared leagues. But who are some of the rookies that that you're writing down that that you love and you're going to be getting both in best ball and in your rookie drafts? Yeah. So um, you know, Zach Charbonnet um, is. You know, he's he's basically the the third wide or third running back. Uh, you know, as far as how most people have him ranked right now, um, some some people have a chain up there, or whatever. But you know, Charbonnet is right around there, and he's going in best balls five rounds later than Jameer Gibbs, uh, which is just crazy because both of them are. You know, there's a good chance that both of them are going to be second round running backs, and they could easily go within a few picks of each other. You know, well, I'm I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert of the old Memphis dynasty rankings and, and in leagues we're in together. If Zach Charbonnet lands in what I perceive to be a better landing spot than Jameer Gibbs, it's not going to be hard for me to have him leapfrog Jameer Gibbs because Zach Charbonnet's got a really good pass catching profile. And currently, I'm looking at the Pro Football Network. I've looked at. Uh, fantasy pros these guys have charbonnet as like the the dynasty prospect 10 overall if i can get zach charbonnet and dan likes zach charbonnet that's what we call a writer down or write that down zach charbonnet we're going to take him maybe a little bit earlier than other places were because we like him i'm sorry dan i just like zach charbonnet so much i felt the impulse to jump in and talk about (laughs) zach charbonnet no, I t- I definitely appreciate it, and it's good to hear that you're uh, you're on board with that as well, because that, that makes me feel even better about where I'm at on it. So you know, but those those are the kind of values you want to be looking for, um, you know. And then and then the running backs in best ball that I'm always looking to get a few shares of, because this year I think 
there's kind of a pretty flat tier where it's hard to tell who's going to go where in the NFL draft. Uh, you know, we've got Roshan Johnson, we've got uh, Devonette Chain, um, we've got uh, Kendra Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, um, Izzy. Uh, I'm I'm going to mess up the last name, but Izzy A. Uh, Izzy Abinconda. I think yes. I got that somewhat right. Yes, thank you. And uh, you know, it Chase Brown. Um, uh, You've got, not mentioned my personal favorite, so I'm going to give you one, and I, I'm actually right. going to ask you about him. Maybe, maybe we'll get Dan to tweet this out for us because um, he may not have it readily available because it was not on the sheet. But while we're having the conversation. Where are you seeing Sean Tucker? Now, Sean Tucker is my early running back. He's my guy. He fits the size profile. He's five foot nine, two oh eight, two ten. He's a good pass catcher. He is a sprinter. He's fast. He hits all the measurables. I know uh, a lot of people love Roshan Johnson. I know uh, Matt Kelly, the pod father, will not stop talking about Roshan Johnson, tweeting about Roshan Johnson. Uh, Zach, Zach, uh, excuse me, not Zach. Uh, Sean Tucker is my guy. Where are you seeing him? If you happen to have that in front of you, or if you know, wh- where are you seeing him going in these in these best ball leagues? Yeah, so he's he's actually going uh, in a, in a pretty nice spot. He's going kind of between like Roshan Johnson. Uh, he goes after Roshan. He goes after Devin a chain, uh, but he's going before guys like uh, Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, um, Israel. Uh, Bonaconda, I think I got it. I mean, we've both taken a, an attempt at it, so that that that's totally fair. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he's going right in between there, and and, and he's a guy I've been taking some as well. Uh, the, what's kind of held me back a little bit is just that uh, he he appears to be having some uh, some problems getting healthy enough to test. Um, you know, they, they he he didn't test at the combine, and there was a problem at his pro day and all that. So I'm going to be real interested to see where the NFL values him. Um, you know, if if he becomes a day three prospect, I'm probably going to be less interested. But if he if he can uh, hang on to that day two profile, uh, definitely somebody I'm going to be very interested in. Yeah, the reason and and that's it makes a lot of sense to me where you said he was going. Uh, after Roshan Johnson, but before Kendra Miller and Tank Bigsby, that makes a lot of sense. I'm assuming a lot of these drafts you're doing are PPR or some kind of uh, yes. point yep. per reception league. And and Tank Bigsby and um, uh, Kendra Miller do not have the best pass catching profiles, but Tucker does. So if you're going to take a swing on a rookie in the format, especially for a seasonal, unlike a dynasty, then it makes sense to take a swing at a guy with pass catching upside. So, all right, you, you, you mentioned the main man with the plan, Bijan Robinson. Um, uh, I've, I've seen some services. They have him, from a dynasty standpoint, as high as number one overall. Uh, me, personally, I have him as my RB4 in, in, in a startup. Where, where are you seeing him go? Like, what round are you seeing him go in these uh, high-stakes best ball leagues and what are your thoughts on Bijan as a prospect you know is he in that Barkley level uh, it's like people forget again I mentioned earlier that that I'm older I know Dan is too it's like they forgot Adrian Peterson exists you know guys like that but he he's been the best prof, uh best profile of a running back we've seen since Barkley but where are you seeing him in these best ball drafts and give me your uh your takes on Bijan 
Right. Yeah. We've, we've definitely seen some guys. I mean, you know, Ladaney and Tomlinson, uh, you know, just names nobody even thinks about anymore. But, uh, you know, there, there have been some great running backs in the past. And Bijan, uh, you know, I think he fits right in there. I think, you know, I, I wouldn't, I'd hesitate to call him a generational prospect, but he is a fantastic prospect without a doubt. And uh, he's going right around the the one-two turn in best ball leagues. So, you know, sometimes you might catch him at the end of the first round. Sometimes you're going to catch him at the beginning of the second round. But generally, if you're, if you're drafting in the first seven spots of a best ball league, if you don't take him in the first round, you're not getting him in the second round. And, you know, that, I'm not going to take him in this. Those first seven spots, just not worth it to me. So you're saying he's not coming back to you if you don't get him in round one? You, you are correct, yeah. If, you, you know, if, you're, if you're in the back end of round one, uh, you can maybe try to sneak him around the corner, which is kind of how I've been getting my shares, is trying to sneak him around the corner and see if I can catch him on the way back. Because I don't mind being pretty even weight on him, but, you know, it, again, when you've, got a, when you've got a prospect like this, we know rookie running backs – start out a little bit slower than we like to think that they do. Uh, you know, we, we always remember how they finish up a year, but we rarely remember how they start out a year. And sometimes it takes them a little while to get going. Though with a guy like Bijan, if he really gets uh, draft capital in the middle of the first round or better, you know that his team is going to use him. So that's why I don't mind having some shares of him for sure, even though he is pretty fantastically expensive for a rookie. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Would you rather pass on him and maybe get, I don't know, like a wide receiver in that range? I know it's best ball. He's coming off of injury, but you know he's going to be the focal point of that offense. Would you rather like miss out on a B. John Robinson and get like a like a Devontae Adams? You mentioned Tyreek Hill earlier. I'm not going to spoil the before I hit the record button podcast that you and I recorded for the patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone, but would you rather have like a, I don't even know what wide receiver you would get with Bijan, but would you rather have like Tyreek Hill and Kenneth Walker or Bijan Robinson and maybe like a wide receiver you could pair later? Yeah. So it, like if it was going to be with Walker, I would, I would probably take the, the wide, re, I, I would take Bijan first and then take the wide receiver. Cause I feel like I can still get a good one. Um, uh, Walker, I'm maybe a little bit less high on than most people are. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not not drafting him, but I'm also not really pushing him real hard into my portfolio. I'm taking him, you know, where he falls or where he's a, a decent value. All right. Well, I've got a couple more questions for you, and then we'll uh, we'll get you out of here. You've been very generous with your time, both here and and, and with the patrons uh, in the best ball world. Are, are you know, and obviously, Brees is coming off of the injury. Brees Hall, you know, people say, where do you have him in your personal dynasty rankings? I'm like, what day is it? Because maybe today he's my 102. Maybe tomorrow he's my 103, but he's not leaving there. But from a seasonal aspect, I, I would completely understand. Are you a Bijan guy or are you a Brees Hall guy? Because, I, again, I'm looking at the FFPC because I was trying to find some ADP to discuss with you. And it says leagues from $35 to $1,250. So I'll let you do your own guessing. But if you were going to, you know, enter one of those and, you know, both these guys were on the clock and you had to get a running back for the build, are you more of a Bijan guy or are you more of a Brees Hall guy? Probably a little bit more of a Bijan guy. 
just because he's coming into the Is season that the healthy. health? Yeah. yeah. Yep. But, you know, again, we don't know the landing spot. So, you know, right now I'm just I'm just trying to stay even weight on both of them, you know, and not be too heavy, not be too light. And, you know, we'll see where things go because Brees, I, you know, the nice thing is, is that uh, his, his ACL happened before the midpoint of the season. And it was also a very clean ACL. It wasn't uh, any other ligament damage going with it. No meniscus, anything like that. And those tend to heal up a little bit better. I mean, it's still an ACL. We all got spoiled by Adrian Peterson, who just, you know, tears his ACL at the end of the year and comes back the next year like he never even missed a beat and no big deal. But that that is highly unusual. Um, you know, but as far as like Brees Hall, he's, he's not, he does not have a Javante Williams level of injury. So I was going to say J.K. Dobbins. I mean, yeah. why, why, why are you going to bring me down by bringing Javante Williams' name into this? <laughs> you know, I... I, 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 there's no one I want to be healthy and ready to play. I don't want him to have that J.K. Dobbins, you know, recovery time period. There's a guy. So you know, we're 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 coming up to the end. I want to ask you about who are your current favorite rookies. But you know, where are you seeing guys like Javante Williams and J.K. Dobbins? Because this is a dynasty show. We're just two guys talking. Um, because I'm I'm picking Dan's brain. To look for value. I want to know who Dan thinks because Dan puts his money where his mouth is. We've joked about it several times, but it's true. I want to know your opinion on some of these guys because that's going to help me act on them in Dynasty because I'm going to go with some more faith that that you're on them. So I feel like I'm a little bit more comfortable investing. So where are you seeing Javante Williams and J.K. Dobbins going in some of these higher stakes best ball drafts? Yeah, so uh, Dobbins is definitely going before Javante Williams, which I think is the right way to go. I think Dobbins is actually on the cheap side. He's going about running back 18-ish, and Javante Williams is going about running back 23-ish. But Dobbins at at running back 18, I think, is a, a great value because he really started to put things together last year, get healthy. We would expect you know, the second year removed from an ACL, that he would be in even better shape. So, you know, I, I really like that uh, ADP on Dobbins, and I am drafting him pretty heavily right now because I think it's just going to do nothing but go up. Uh, you know, and in best ball, basically at this time of year, I'm trying to predict what ADPs are going to be like in August when there's a ton of people drafting, and I want to I want to figure out which guys I need to have more of because their ADP is going up, which guys I want to have less of because I'm going to be able to get them cheaper later. And Dobbins is definitely a guy I want to have more of. Um, I think Javante Williams is probably pretty fairly valued right now. Um, he, I, I probably slide him down a little bit more. But he's a, he's a hard one to draft because, I mean, you know, he could be on the, he could be on the J.K. Dobbins train. He could be even worse than that. Um, you know, and it, but Denver hasn't really made it sound like he's doing much better than what Dobbins was. So I'm, I'm a little bit nervous with him right now. Yeah. I, where you have to draft him in this, in these leagues, I will say this. I think Javante Williams could be a league winner. He's the kind of guy who could start the the year on a pup, you know, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, Sean Payton outside of that last year when Breeze retired and it was his last year, he kind of had that Taysom Hill, and you know it was all over the place with his quarterbacks that that season. But outside of that one season in 2021, 
his offense was largely for the better part of a decade, a top five to eight offense in the entire league. And I expect nothing less in Denver. And if they let Latavius Murray and Samaje Pirine be the, the tackling dummies in the first six to eight games of the season, as he's getting healthy, he comes off the pup and, I mean, we make fun of Denver because Russ was bad last year. Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, we, we make fun of that. But if that team's good and Sean Payton has them in the mix, all of a sudden you're gonna get a you're gonna get a bulldozer come fantasy playoff time in the form of Javante Williams. So if you can get him cheap on the pup, I'm not recommending you get over your skis, but he is still someone I still like. And then Dan. You know, I love it. I This, this happened a couple of uh, weeks ago. I had Jordan McNamara on from the football guys. And, and in the middle of a conversation, he inspired a thought. And it's a concept that I've not heard yet, Dan. So um, this just popped in my head. So what do you think the odds are that Lamar Jackson's back in Baltimore? I know he requested a trade, but what, what do you think? 50-50? I think it's probably higher than that. So, Okay. So if you're Lamar Jackson and you're playing on a franchise tag and you're a coach coaching Lamar Jackson on a franchise tag, you know he's going to be less likely to run. So who do you think is going to be the beneficiary of less Lamar Jackson QB sneaks? And that literally popped in my head when you were talking about J.K. Dobbins, whether it's Lamar on a one-year deal. The only way that you lose mega upside with J.K. Dobbins right now is if Lamar Jackson goes back to Baltimore and signs a long-term deal. Lamar on a, on a short-term deal, it's going to be all J.K. all the time. If it's a new quarterback in Baltimore learning the offense with a, a short amount of time, I know they brought in a new O.C., you're going to see a ton of J.K. Dobbins. Dan mentioned the the, the value of, of Gus Edwards. And, Dan, you just made me want to go out and get some more J.K. And I'm not a big J.K. Dobbins guy. But this conversation makes me want to go out and get some J.K. Dobbins. Does that theory hold water for you? Does that make you want more J.K. Dobbins in these best balls? I mean, you've already said like you got some, but uh, does that hold? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's it, as a matter of fact. That's why I've been heavy on Dobbins is for exactly that reason. Because you know, you think about uh, you know what what kind of positions he's likely to be in, and it's probably going to be with a quarterback that runs less. Either, you know, because Lamar is back or because, and, you know, he's on a franchise deal or because he's not there at all. But the other thing is, I mean, I think even if Lamar gets the long-term contract, I think Lamar's kind of getting to that age that he's starting to think a little bit more about business decisions when he runs. Um, or at least he should be. Um, you know, so I, I think that there's going to be more room for Dobbins. And also, they changed their offensive coordinator. So... If they can pass to the uh, running backs more often, you know, and that's never been a strength of Lamar's. But if, if you know, it's it's been so rudimentary, you know, how little they pass to the running back. So if they can if they can do any better than that, that helps out Dobbins as well. So, you know, I just see a lot of upside scenarios for Dobbins and not much downside. Andy's in a contract here, by the way. And, yeah. you know, if I mean, we know the running back free agent market's not been great to begin with. So he's a guy who's got a lot of positive things going in the right way i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and he's only 24 by the way so he's still got three to four peak years if he stays healthy as a dynasty asset so maybe jk dobbins will wind up becoming my 2023 miles sanders last year running back coming off a down season 
in his case, Dobbins case due to injury uh, as someone I'm going to go out, but now I got to compete with Dan and like, 75 leagues to go beat Dan for J.K. Dobbins in these leagues. But, Dan, on the way out, man, I, I know you're just really, really diving into these rookies, and you've learned a lot from best ball. But, I mean, I have my guys. I, I have my, my my flag plants, and they're they're atypical from what you hear in the injury. My guys are Will Levis. My guys are Kayshawn Butte. My guys are Sean Tucker. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm not saying they're the best in this class, but they're guys that – I'm probably going to wind up with an inordinate amount of in my dynasty leagues. Who are those guys for you? Are there three or four rookies that that are already on your must? I hate to say must have because at some point, some guys are so big of a reach you can't reach. But but who are some rookies that are on your radar that you'd like to walk away with a with a with an unfair share of? Yeah. So I mean, it, this is a hard one for me to answer because on the one hand, this is this is what I. I fight myself against is to to not get too tied into any particular rookie, you know, and what the NFL tell me. But on the other hand, I mean, you, you know, you like who you like, and you know, certain certain players just kind of speak to you, and they say, you know, you think it's you think they're going to be a good value. Uh, uh, Charbonnet is definitely one of those guys for me. Uh, a running back that's going to probably go a lot later than he maybe should. Uh, Chase Brown got. Gotcha absolutely beat up during the senior bowl on uh, dynasty Twitter. And frankly, I was loving it because I think, uh, I, I think he's got a lot more to offer. I mean, you know, okay, we've determined that he's not going to be the best in pass pro in year one, but that doesn't mean that he can't help you out. And that doesn't mean that he can't figure it out. So those are, those are a couple players that I really like. Uh, Zay flowers. I'm, I'm really liking, I think he's maybe, you know, he's probably going to slip to the back half of the first round. And I think, uh, you know, in both uh, rookie drafts and in uh, the NFL draft. And if he's uh, if he's around one NFL draft player, I think he's probably going to be more like middle of the first round for me. Um, and then uh, uh, Deuce Vaughn, too. Uh, you know, call me crazy. Call me call me nuts. Uh, I, I won't tell you what my nickname for him is, but because uh, it's yeah, go back and listen to the episode of the Goat <laughs> District podcast where where I stopped by. I forget who the other guests were, but man, that was Jerry. I think Jerry was actually there. No, yeah, man. no, it was uh, um, uh, Maddie Kiwum from. Uh, oh, that's right. From yes. uh, yeah, from we from, tried from to get Jerry. Yeah, that's right. We got Maddie from uh, the new show with. Uh, um, Billy Muzio on the Player Profiler Network. He also does a show with uh, Cody Carpentier. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're pretty bold here at the Dynasty War Zone, but I think that's a I think that's a pretty good reason to go check out that episode of the Goat District. But yeah, dude, yeah. Deuce Vaughn. I'm sorry, we were. Yeah, Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, Deuce Deuce Vaughn. He's a he. You know, he's one of those guys. He's super light, but he's super small, and in a weird way, I almost like him better than A Chain because he is so short. That he can, you know, he can actually hide better. Uh, you know, he he can be one of those Tariq Cohen type guys. Um, you know, so he's he's a guy that I'd love to take a chance on, especially if the NFL shows us anything on draft capital. I mean, you know, his, the odds are he's probably going to end up being like a punt returner and you know a gadget player and just get you know a play here, play there. You know, and they'll just manufacture a couple touches for him. But 
you know, there is at least a chance he could turn into something more. And I think he's going to be real cheap in rookie drafts. So, yeah, it's a guy I'm going to load up on. I, I am the world's, I, I, I don't love comps, but I would, and, and I know it's the coach narrative and, and et cetera, et cetera. I would love, L-O-V-E, love Deuce Vaughn to wind up on Denver oh, yes. with Samaje P. Ryan, Latavius Murray, and Javante Williams and have him be Sean Payton's next Darren Sproles. I know there's only one Darren Sproles, and I love me some Darren Sproles. But Darren Sproles and a Sean Payton offense, along with guys like Pierre Thomas, managed to have some really good fantasy value. And I, I know I said out of one side of my mouth that I'm really rooting for Javante, but in, in certain roles, if you know, if, if he were to be the gadget guy for even like a Josh McDaniel, the the, the Rams. If he lands, so here's what I'm looking for with Deuce, and I maybe I'll get maybe I'll get on the Deuce's loose train with Dan. But if Deuce gets on a team with a creative head coach, Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Sean Payton, um, the dude in Miami, I'm drawing a blank, uh, uh, Mike McDaniel, you 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 get him on some of these really sharp, offensive-minded head coach that can carve out a little niche role for him, you could have a lot of fun. Maybe, maybe he's not like an RB1 for you ever, but the kind of guy in the league that I was referring to earlier where Dan and I both start uh, 12, we have to start 12. He's the kind of guy that maybe not this year, but like in a year from now, you can be like, okay, plug in some Deuce Vaughn. Well, Dan, speaking of plugs, won't you take a minute and plug the GOAT district, what you guys got going on? And remember, if this podcast has inspired you to to join up at the FFPC or Underdog, DM Dan at Overhype Sleeper. He'll hook you up with a promo code that'll save you some bucks and it will support the boys at the goat district. So Dan plug away what's going on. Um, a lot of podcasts, a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And before, before we leave uh, Deuce Vaughn completely, I just got to throw in one more thing. I think it's totally fine to uh, be, you know, rooting for Javante Williams and also be rooting for a, a, you know, a Deuce Vaughn type scenario. You know, you can't own Javante everywhere. You can't have Deuce Vaughn everywhere, you know, it's a different, different teams, you know, you, you maybe don't have a way to, to go after Javante Williams. Maybe you can get the Deuce Vaughn or whatever. So I, I don't mind having those multiple paths to success. And, you know, one team will get, get on that path and another one maybe never had the chance to. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, Goat District, come on by, see what we're doing. Uh, it, it, as Randy said, we record at all times of day and night. It, it doesn't matter to us. Uh, we get on there. You know, we, we try to get the best guests we possibly can. That's why you've seen Randy on there uh, several times. And and Randy, I might add, was the original goat. Um, he 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 predated me on that show, and uh, I I, I kind of slid into his spot. So I, I appreciate that very much. And uh, you know, we we always have a very soft spot for Randy at, at the Goat District. But we we try to get the best guests we possibly can. We get the very best high stakes guys. Uh, we get the very best analysts. We're always looking for people who can add value. I mean, you know, I'm I'm out there trying to make money in high stakes. That's tough to do, um, you know. And I I can't just be listening to you know somebody on Twitter who kind of sort of knows what they're talking about. I'm more interested in listening to people that I know know what they're talking about and they have skin in the game. So uh, we ha we have a lot of guys like that. This week we have Dalton Cates. He's a very sharp redraft dynasty best ball player. 
Also very sharp in the betting markets uh, as far as team level, player level, player, you know, it, everything. So you can, you're, you're going to get a lot out of Dalton. I don't even know which way the conversation is going to go when we get to talk to him. Uh, we had Jordan McNamara on last week, uh, which I know you've had as well, Randy. Um, and he's a fantastic guest. Um, and, and we had a really good time on our show. Um, I think Jordan said some things that will really open your eyes for Dynasty. Uh, we, we talked a lot of theory and everything, and it was a lot of fun. So make sure you check that out as well. Yeah, some of the best guest lists in the business. And I'll be real honest. I subscribe to the Goat District podcast feed. I'm more of a podcast guy, and I'm gonna be. It's this, I'll do the same thing with the Goat District feed that I do with the Roto Underworld feed. Do I listen to every podcast on both? No, I do not. But I listen to the ones that I'm interested in. If it's Dynasty, I'm in. If it's Rookie, I'm in. If it's Best Ball, I don't have time for a lot of Best Ball, so I'm, I may not download that one. But you're never going to get the ones that you need or the ones that you like if you don't subscribe. So head over to YouTube, Dynasty Warzone. Head over to YouTube, The Goat District. Subscribe to both. And if you're listening via podcast, whether that's Spotify, Google Play, or Apple, man, take just a couple of seconds and leave us a five-star review. Maybe mention this show. All of those things go a tremendous way toward helping the Dynasty Warzone and the Goat District. You can find me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. You can find Dan at Overhyped Sleeper. Drop the last E on Sleeper, but I promise you, once you get to Overhyped and you start spelling Sleeper, you'll see Dan Williamson and the picture of Justin Jefferson, and uh, you'll know you're in the right spot. So check us out everywhere on socials. Just search Dynasty Warzone. You'll find us. But on behalf of my friend Dan, I am Memphis, and remember, here on the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll be back here again, hopefully on Friday with Jerry, maybe talking some news coming out of the owner's meeting and how it impacts your Dynasty rosters. Guys, have a great week. Talk to you soon. Take care. Hmm. Mate, what do I need to win? Two triple 20s and a bullseye. <laughs> Good luck. You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day, I was driving my little boy to school, and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. And I like that. So I get back in my car, and I'm driving to work. And all of a sudden, it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out, and so they judged everything, and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. <sighs> Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because <laughs> if they were curious, they would ask questions. You know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? Which I would have answered, yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 to I was 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce. Good game, Ruby. Come on, let's go.
Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak